Hello and welcome to Hari Cuts. I'm Hari Stephen Kumar and this is Storytelling 101, Episode 5. Yes, this is the fifth and final episode of the Storytelling 101 series. And in this episode, we're getting into the last, but definitely not the least important principle. In fact, we're getting into the most colorful principle of storytelling, and that is the principle of supporting characters. Yes, that's right. Good storytelling isn't only about the main character. It isn't only about their main motivating tension and the journey they have to go through to get there. Good storytelling needs a rich and colorful cast of characters. Who are these characters though? And why are they so important in storytelling? And how do you actually bring them in? Ah, let's get into all of that in Storytelling 101, Episode 5. let's get into supporting characters. What are they anyway and why are they so important to a story? So, well, of course, even though a story is centered around a main character and is driven by a motivating tension, a story has to have other characters in it. But of these other characters in a story, you know, these are the characters that a, a main character interacts with and, and gets information from and, and some of them help the main character along the way. But of all these other characters in a story, it turns out, Supporting characters have a very, very special role. There's something about supporting characters that makes them a little bit more important than just sort of the random bit extras, the unnamed folks in a story. And so what we're going to do here is we're going to actually dive into what is that role that a supporting character plays. So if we think about a story as being, you know, driven by a certain motivating tension, and that motivating tension for that main character has to be resolved not through a straight line, but through a series of unexpected twists and turns in the plot of a story. And so if, the, if it's the plot shape of a story that actually characterizes how the audience experiences and feels the flow of the story, what supporting characters do, the thing that supporting characters actually support, is actually the plot of a story. That's right. A supporting character is in a story not to support the main character. That's not their primary function. The primary role that a supporting character plays in a story is to actually support and move the plot of a story. A supporting character actually helps to modulate and control and, and move how the plot changes in a story. And, and so in one very, very, very key way, supporting characters show up in a story in a way that actually relates to the motivating tension of the story. And for this reason, some of the most compelling supporting characters in stories are actually people who are villains. You know, these are folks that are, you know, absolutely against the main character. They're trying to do everything to actually stop the main character from resolving their motivating tension. But... That's exactly why they are such a key supporting character, because without them, the plot actually wouldn't have a significant challenge. You know, without a villain, the main character actually wouldn't have significant obstacles to overcome in order to get to their to the end of their journey. This is why in the in, in movie awards, there are separate awards set up for Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress. And some of the best Supporting Actor, Supporting Actresses awards have gone to people that have played really compelling villains. So, now, even when you think about it that way, 
what are the available types of supporting characters we have to choose, and how do they help move the plot of a story in different ways? So of all the various different types, I've actually picked about about 10 or so that we're going to get into, and for each of them, I'm going to provide just a quick little character profile of what this kind of supporting actor character is and how you might use them and why you might use them in a story. So let's get into that next. Let's get introduced to some typical supporting characters. Alright, so let's get to meet some interesting supporting characters and understand the different kinds of roles they might play in a story. So I've organized these supporting characters into two, two groups of people, and we're going to meet them in those groups. The first group of supporting characters we're going to meet are what I'm calling major supporting characters. And these are the kinds of people that actually have a pretty significant role in a story, and they often have their own interesting side stories. The second group of people that we're going to meet are people that I'm calling minor supporting characters. Uh, and then there's an interesting surprise third group that I'll introduce you to in a second. In the first group, the major group, um, I've picked four different examples, and we'll walk through them uh, one by one. In the second group, for the minor group, I've actually selected about five different uh, uh, people. Um, and so let's let's dive into it. First, let's go through the people in the major list. And so you can kind of imagine the door opening and, and these folks walking in one by one. And I'm going to introduce them in that way. In the major group, first person to walk in the door into our sort of, you know, virtual audition, uh, you know, uh, studio is the sidekick. Now, the sidekick is an interesting character. Uh, the sidekick plays the role of quite literally a supporting character for the main character. Wherever the main character goes, the sidekick goes. And the sidekick is there to to uh, help out in, with various odds and ends kinds of things, um, and, and by and large, you know, is there as, as, a, as a way to just kind of make sure that there's somebody along with the main character. Uh, some famous examples of sidekicks include in the Hobbit series, you have Frodo, and right along with Frodo at all times is Samwise, Samwise Gamgee. Uh, so there are any number of, of story types where you can imagine there's this, this sidekick that plays this role. All right, so let's take the sidekick uh, along and move them out. Second type of supporting character, major supporting character, is the companion or the co-adventurer. Now, this person is kind of like the sidekick, but is actually a little bit more important. Is actually seen by the main character not just as a sidekick, but is seen by the main character as actually a partner in crime. Um, so any number of romance stories, for example, actually have two main characters, and you can kind of think of them as companions. But even in in adventure stories, there's the hero or the heroine, and then there's the, the very, very compelling companion, the co-adventurer that joins them, often has complementary strengths and complementary weaknesses. And then the motivating tension actually ends up being something that means something for this companion as well. This is a person who's there not just to share the burdens of the, the main character, but also to motivate and keep the main character focused on, on what's up ahead and joins them and in, in, in adventures along with them on the journey. It's very similar to this is the third major supporting character, the wizard. Now, the wizard or the sorceress, this is the main character. Uh, th this is a, a key supporting character that shows up 
to actually help the main character in significant ways that the main character is actually not able to uh, by themselves. So, of course, you know, Gandalf in, in, in the Hobbit series is that kind of wizard supporting character. This is a character who's quite powerful, but the story is not about them. The story is actually about the main character. And so we see this wizard show up, and sometimes the wizard's going to be actually absent. The sorceress might actually disappear from the story for a little while because it's actually not about the wizard or the sorceress solving the problems for the main character. The story is actually about the main character struggling with those, and the wizard's there to guide and help in, in, in a more powerful and significant way. And so then, of course, the fourth major uh, supporting character is the enemy, the villain. Uh, the villainess, the the evil witch, the the evil stepmother, the the uh, you know Sauron, the um, the nemesis of all that is good uh, in the world. Now, this is a very 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 compelling supporting character, and in many ways, we we find ourselves as an audience actually fascinated by what might be the enemy's backstory. Why is this enemy the way that he or she is? And one of the key roles that an enemy plays in the plot of the story is to actually deliberately introduce obstacles in the main character's way. Okay, so these are the four major uh, supporting characters, or at least four examples of major supporting characters. You might think of many other examples based on your own experience of different stories, but these four types of supporting characters are really important in a story. Adding any one of these to a story is going to actually immediately add, uh, you know, some fullness to the story. This is the full of the colorful part of, of, uh, of this principle. Okay, so if those are major supporting characters, some examples of major supporting characters, what are some examples of minor supporting characters? So let's open up the second door and let's meet them one by one. Um, first through the door is the comic relief. Uh, now this character is similar to the sidekick and sometimes the sidekick performs this role, but sometimes in a story you need a, a, a minor supporting character who provides you know the role of kind of like the the court jester, uh, the clown, and and this is there to provide a little bit of light-hearted relief from the tension in a story, uh, and typically the comic relief person doesn't really have a compelling backstory of their own. They kind of just show up fully formed as they are with some kind of comic quirk in their personality. Uh, and they don't really impact the, the major motivating tension of the story that much at all. You could take the comic relief person out of a story, and the overall tension of the story would not change. Uh, the second type of uh, minor supporting character is a little bit different. Uh, the father figure, or the mentor. Now, this supporting character has... Uh, uh, you know, doesn't really impact the, t the motivating tension of a story that much, but this uh, minor supporting character, the main role they play is they add some fullness to the character, to the relational angle of the main character. This father figure or mentor is there to show some deeper emotional side of the main character. Um, and, and that's what they're, they're, they're primarily for. They'll show up in scenes that are usually flashback scenes for the main character or at critical junctures where the main character is about to lose hope is when this father figure mentor type person shows up maybe in a dream, maybe in a recollection, to remind the main character about some key element of who they are. Similarly, uh, a third minor supporting character is the mother figure. 
very similar to the father figure. The mother figure is there also to show a deep personal and emotional bond with the main character, and often there in some kind of way to encourage or to nurture the main character. Now, uh, a fourth type, very, very similar to the father figure or the mother figure, is uh, a type of supporting character that I call the character witness. This is usually some close friend or a teacher, um, you know, sometimes potentially an ex of some sort. And this person's role in the story is to actually hold up a mirror to the main character and remind the main character about some important attribute of their character. You know, don't you remember, this is who you are. This is why this is so important for you. And then they disappear from the scene. Uh, or sometimes the character witness shows up uh, telling a story about the main character to somebody else. Oh, yeah, let me tell you about Joe so-and-so. Oh, you know, I remember when I went to college with him. He always did, used to do such and such. And it's just a sort of like an offhand little, little anecdote that, the, the, that this person says to somebody else entirely. And the main purpose there is just for us as an audience to get to see the character attribute of the main character in some kind of way. So these are four minor supporting characters. There is a fifth minor supporting character that's there's actually an interesting one, and it is the guide. This is the character that shows up at key junctures in a story where the main character or the main characters, the band of adventurers, are stuck at some kind of puzzle or they're stuck in some kind of situation. And the guide somehow magically shows up at just the right moment to show them a different way or to show them an escape or to give them a solution. And then the guide usually dis disappears. And so the guide uh, supporting character is somebody slightly different from the wizard in that they don't actually stay in the story throughout. They're there just at key moments, just to as as a plot device, really, to make sure that the the main character and the and the supporting supporting characters don't get stuck um, uh, permanently. Now, those are the five five examples of minor supporting characters. Then there is a very interesting third type of of, of a supporting character, and this is the unnamed extra. Uh, now, in any character, in any story, there are any number of like extras that you need to have, and uh, for these other ones, the major and the minor supporting characters, you usually have to end up giving them a name of some sort, and you, you have to say, "Oh yeah, this is so and so, and this is this is their name, and here's just like kind of the bare bones of who they are." But that's not really important. Let's get to the supporting character. But then there are these other extras, where they might have a speaking role, they might not. They're an unnamed extra. And they function a slightly different role in a story. One of the most famous examples of an unnamed extra is the person on Star Trek episodes that shows up in episodes wearing a red shirt. And you know that in that episode, anybody that's wearing that red shirt is going to die in that episode. You know, always they go down, you know, uh, the main characters, Captain Kirk, you know, his companion, his co-adventurer, Mr. Spock, uh, you know, they, they, they get beamed down to some planet along with the designated extra to die that episode, somebody wearing a red shirt. And sure enough, within the first five minutes or so, this person dies. Um, so one of the main roles that an unnamed extra plays in a story is to get killed or die in some kind of way that, that shows, oh yeah, this is the seriousness of who the villain is. These are the stakes involved. But we actually never get to know their, even their name. They're just an unnamed extra. So there are other the other examples of unnamed extras that show up in a story. Um, you know, the doctor that shows up in a in a hospital scene to deliver some bad news to the main character and then disappears. We never get to know the doctor's name. 
uh, but they're there as an unnamed extra. They're there to, fulf- to deliver some key dialogue, and then off they go. Okay, so those are just some examples of supporting characters and the different roles they might play. Um, but let's come back to those major supporting characters, the sidekick, the companion, the wizard, the enemy. In so many ways, these are the supporting characters that make a story so much more colorful than just being about the main character. But when we choose these types of supporting characters, the major supporting characters, precisely because they have such a significant influence over the plot of a story and the pace of a story and the colorfulness of a story, we have to really think a little bit about who are we choosing to portray them? Who are they? And this is where thinking about uh, race and gender and class Know, some other attributes of these supporting characters really comes into play. So let's dive a little deeper now into issues of diversity and representation when it comes to actually picking supporting characters and main characters carefully. So thinking about the people that these main and supporting characters are brings us to thinking about the issues of diversity and representation in storytelling. So this is where, when we're thinking about the colorfulness of this principle, if the previous segment was about the fullness that supporting characters bring to a story, now I want to talk a little bit about the color that supporting characters bring to a story. And the first of those is actually issues of gender. When we think about these uh, types of stories, especially around main characters and an adventure of some sort, um, we live in a, in a world that's, that's primarily dominated by stories about men uh, and where men tend to be the main characters of stories. Uh, and so many stories end up actually being written you know, primarily by men for an audience that has come to expect and assume a very male-dominated or male-centric um, view of the story itself. The motivating tension and the main character uh, are tied together in such a way that the audience is kind of sort of you know, brought into a world and experiencing the world from very much a male-centered point of view. And so even in terms of choosing the main character and having the main character be a woman, changes the, the, the feel of the story entirely and is a very, very powerful way to, to bring in what is, you know, arguably the, 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 uh, the majority of the human population are women um, and how to have uh, uh, a perspective to the story and have the story be told from the perspective of a woman is a very powerful choice to make in storytelling. And then even in terms of choosing the supporting characters, this is where it gets a little bit more complicated. Having a woman in a supporting role in a story sometimes actually ends up feeding into gender stereotypes about women as being there primarily to be in a supporting role for the major male main character in a story. And so some interesting choices to make there are to have very, very strong women supporting characters that actually... Uh, contravene some of the expectations of how a woman is supposed to be supporting the, the assumed male main character. Or, flipping the script, 
having the main character be uh, a strong woman and having a man play the role of the sidekick or play the role of the companion or co-adventurer and then to see what that's going to do to the story. Similarly, thinking about gender when it comes to choosing uh, a, a woman to be one of the supporting characters, especially in the role of the enemy. Um, that also has the danger of playing into and, and reinforcing some real negative stereotypes about women being quote-unquote evil compared to, to the assumed male main character being representing the good. Um, and so some interesting choices to make there would be to actually have the wizard be a woman uh, and then to see what that does to the story. Um, going along with gender also, especially, uh, are issues of race. And once again, um, the, the dominant story types and, uh, you know, dominant representations of main characters on so many TV shows and on so many movies are white. Um, and so, I mean, I remember growing up uh, and seeing a lot of movies where the main character and even many of the supporting characters, most of the supporting characters, were white people, white men, white women. Uh, and in fact, the villains were often non-white. You know, the villains, the enemies, were portrayed by black people. And that reinforced a lot of anti-black racism and anti-black stereotypes. And it wasn't until very recently that I actually began seeing in popular media main characters that looked a lot like me. One example there is the TV show Lost, which is the first time that in my life I actually saw a, a supporting character on a major TV show, Saeed, who was actually uh, a sex symbol. And it's an Indian uh, uh, actor or an Indian origin actor who looks a lot like me and is playing a role that for the longest time I had actually not expected or even uh, uh, hoped would be portrayed by somebody that looked like me. And so the, the, the tremendous power that uh, story writers have when they deliberately choose to have supporting characters played by uh, different genders and different races, um, uh, you know, is, is, is just a, a very, very powerful statement to make, not just for the story, but for so many people in the audience who finally get to see somebody that looks like them in a very, very important role in a story. Some more interesting things that are that are happening right now um, beyond gender and race, and there's some very, very uh, good initiatives out there uh, to ensure that women actors, for example, women roles are paid at the same level as uh, male actors. That is just such a you know commonsensical thing that it's, it's hard to believe that we even have to make a case for that. But interestingly, the next horizon and the, and the kinds of things that people are working on is also thinking about ability, being able to represent and show representation of a range of differently abled people as main characters and supporting characters and the power and the impact that has when we see um, people who aren't just uh, traditionally abled um, uh, and, and in terms of like an ability can range from just uh, classically visible disabilities and vis visibly uh, disabled people uh, being chosen for major roles and major supporting character roles, but also people with hidden disabilities and hidden challenges to their abilities being chosen to represent uh, those kinds of uh, characters um, uh, on, on the screen. We've seen also the, the impact that this has 
when uh, you choose supporting characters and main characters that have a wide range of sexualities uh, and sexual identities and gender identities. Um, so playing with the the common stereotype of in romance stories where the main character is is uh, the, the the main characters are heteronormative and heterosexual, um, actually having uh, two women be the the, uh, uh, the the leads on the romance story or two men be the leads in a romance story, that is also a very very powerful statement to make, and so one of those. Uh, additional layers, this is where the choice of supporting character actually adds so much more color and vibrance to a story. And it has that interesting aha factor. Without that, without supporting characters that have that bring that level of color, your story is actually going to feel flat. Even if you have a range of supporting characters, it's going to feel kind of like you know, same old, same old, we've kind of seen this story before. And so choosing supporting characters that bring those different personalities and those different identities actually adds a level of of a, of a culture shift. And it plays into the larger uh, story of who we are as people and the larger arc of the history that we find ourselves in. So now let me close with a little reflection on um, these five principles, and especially this principle of a supporting character, and and and, and partly a, a personal note as to why this means so much to me in terms of the impact that this has in shaping the story of who we are as a people. So, time to bring the Storytelling 101 series to an end with a little bit of a reflection on the future. So what does this all mean for us going forward? You know, the concept of supporting character has been a profoundly transformational concept for me personally and also professionally in the storytelling workshops that I do. So many times when people think about storytelling as a way to tell your story, tell my story, so many times we are looking for a way to tell our own story better. Uh, and whether it's tell our own personal story or whether it's to tell the story of the company that we work for or the organization that we work for. And that is all really, really important. We need to get better at being able to communicate who we are and what really matters the most to us through sharing stories about who we are. And that's a great way to build connection. But there's a deeper layer to this. What if we actually thought of the world and thought of each other as characters in our own stories. Each of you listening to this have your own story. You are the main character in your story. And whether you're comfortable with that idea or not, that is a big part of what your life is about, the journeys that you each are on, the motivating tensions that are so present in your lives and the motivating tensions that each of you have actually surpassed or overcome or resolved leading up to this moment in your story. And so there's something that's next for you. There's something, there are perhaps several things 
that are motivating tensions in your life right now. And so what would the world look like if each of us actually saw each other as main characters in their own story? And how best can we be supporting characters for each other? What would the world look like if when I were to, if I were to meet other people, if I were to think of myself not as the main character, but if I were to think of myself as how can I be a supporting character in this person's story? And what would that look like for each of you? And so that is a little bit of my hope as we now close this series of episodes at a critical moment in time. This is now mid-August, and I'm looking ahead to the November election here in the United States. And that's an election where so many of us are both supporting characters and so many of us are main characters. There is so much at stake at this critical moment in our history, not just for us in the U.S., but for our, not just for us uh, in the world, but for our history as a human species. And so thinking ahead to what are some ways that we can impact change working together as supporting characters in each other's story. May we be those supporting, supporting characters in our stories, and may we help each other resolve those key motivating tensions. And then together, may we gather around and may we share the stories how, of how we've all mattered and the stories of how we've overcome those much larger challenges that are really posing a threat to who we are as people. And so, I hope you all stay safe, stay human, stay home, and stay dangerous. Thank you. And so, what's your story? What's your motivating tension as you've been listening to this Storytelling 101 series of episodes? Are you looking to become a better storyteller and apply these principles in some way in your personal or professional lives? And how can I be a supporting character in your story, in your journey? Reach out to me. Email me at hari at storycoach.io. You can also find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. And let's embark on the adventure of crafting your story together. Oniva.